Yeah, those early years, it was trying to figure out if you could actually have a team in Lethbridge and keep competing and be able to run one financially. But like I said, the ownership group did a really good job and, you know, Lethbridge Bulls are very successful now. Welcome to episode 265 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. It's hard to believe, but it's been 25 years since the Lethbridge Bulls joined what was then the Saskatchewan Major Baseball League. That decision changed the circuit forever as it later became the Western Major Baseball League and is now known as the Western Canadian Baseball League. We have four great guests to take us down memory lane in a moment, but first, the news headlines. Congratulations to Calgary's Cohen Aiken on being named the NAIA Pitcher of the Week. The senior who guested on last week's podcast put together a gem for Lindsay Wilson College, striking out 16 in a seven-inning, four-nothing victory. He's now two and two with a 2.49 ERA in five appearances, striking out 41 in just 21 innings of work. Congratulations as well to Vauxhall Academy of Baseball grad Johnny Volcano on being named the KCAC Player of the Week. He hit 5.29 with six home runs and 13 RBI and four wins for Ottawa University. The Medicine Hat Mavericks infielder was also named the the Canadian Baseball Network's Player of the Week for his efforts. We'll keep the kudos coming as Prairie Baseball Academy alum Max Benton has been named the AMC Pitcher of the Week. He had a complete game six-hitter for the William Woods University Owls, striking out six in that contest. And finally, Dogs Academy and Okotoks Dogs outfielder Alejandro Cazorla continues to swing a hot bat for Dayton University. He's been named an Ohio's College Advantage Student Athlete of the Week, hitting 308 with two home runs, four runs, and four RBI in four games against two of the top schools in the country with Vanderbilt and Wake Forest. A trio of commitment announcements over the last week coming from Vauxhall Academy as Rory McDonald is heading to Colby Community College, Jimmy Belanger will go to Eastern Arizona Community College, and Patrick McInnes is set to join Midland Community College. And more than 100 umpires have been selected to volunteer across the seven Little League World Series events this coming summer. We'd like to tip our caps to Lethbridge's Tyler Malacca, who will be joining the crew at the Junior League Baseball World Series in Taylor, Michigan. Now on to this week's guests, and we are paying tribute this week to the 25th anniversary of Lethbridge Bulls baseball. It was back in 1999 when the Bulls joined what was then called the Saskatchewan Major Baseball League. The move became the first of several expansions into Alberta, culminating with a name change to the Western Major Baseball League, and it's now known as the Western Canadian Baseball League. If you haven't already, Head to albertadugoutstories.com as our Ian Wilson has written a wonderful origin story about the Bulls, including the impact of former Baseball Alberta president and Prairie Baseball Academy founder Doug Jones, who saw that the best opportunity to grow the game was through the SMBL. The head coach at the time was none other than Todd Hubka, who is now the head coach at PBA. It was a natural fit for Hubka, who had already been involved in the baseball scene in Lethbridge and Southern Alberta for years. Ian caught up with him ahead of the PBA annual banquet a few weeks back to take a trip down memory lane. Todd, uh, I'd like to start with uh, talking about the Lethbridge Bulls and their 25th anniversary. You were a part of that original team, kind of a groundbreaking team, first Alberta team to set the stage for the Western Major Baseball League. What do you recall from that from that season, 1999? That's a few years ago. That's kind of showing my age, isn't it? Um, you know, back then, I there was a lot of Prairie Baseball Academy players that played on that team. And, you know, I, we 
we competed really well. And back then the Saskatchewan major baseball league, and it was a lot of fun. It was, I think it was the right move that, uh, you know, the ownership from the, the Lethbridge Bulls made to join that league. And I mean, look what it's become now. It's like, you know, the, the powerhouse teams are, you know, are the, the Alberta teams. So, um, yeah, but looking back on it, it was, it, you know, it was a learning curve for sure for, for the, the Lethbridge community and the, uh, and us as coaches too. So, but it was good. It's one thing to step into a coaching gig, but it's kind of like clean slate on this one. Everything's new. There's probably some on-field distractions, off-field distractions, all that. What was, uh, was a bit chaotic that year? <laughs> well, it's changed a lot, right? So <laughs> I remember back then, like, we, you know, we didn't go in chartered buses. You know, there was, you know, I drove one van and an assistant coach drove the other van. And, you know, you're trekking across, you know, Lethbridge heading east to Swift Current, Moose Jaw and, you know, uh, Saskatoon and so you know those those are the type of how much it's changed it's just like it's grown so much and you know the fan bases of all the communities have, have grown so much but yeah those early years it was you know trying to figure out if you could actually you know have a team in Lethbridge and, and keep competing and be able to run one financially but uh, like I said the ownership group did a really good job and you know Lethbridge Bulls are very successful now. Uh, make it to the final that year. Like you said, you did compete. You had a successful year. Uh, I think it's the final game. You, you make the call to the bullpen, and it's it's to yourself. <laughs> give us give us a rundown on how that happens. Well, back back then, it was you. Uh, you there was no you, you didn't have to play in college. So like the Saskatchewan teams were, you know, majority of the kids were were college players. But you know, there was a couple other older kids, and um, you know, my whole starting staff I think were all division one arms that have you know they 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 got us to the championship I you know we it took us three games to beat Swift Current to get there and since uh since we won that like those guys all left to go back to school so like we had nobody left and you know I there was me and a couple other couple ar- other arms so I just like okay I'll, I'll I'll go out there and we'll see how it goes so it was I think it was a really good game I if I remember I think it was it's a long time ago, but I think we lost like five, four or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was like one or two runs. Yeah. Like, close. And were you, was your uh, assessment of your own pitching performance <laughs> pretty good from that? Or were you, were you left with a little bit of steam coming out of the years? To, to yeah, there's no steam in this arm. Like it was, like I, I have soft left-handed arm, right, that just pitch backwards to all the guys and, uh, and you know, just hope that you have really good defense behind me. But, yeah, that, that was, you know, that's back. That's like, a, what is that, 20? 20, 20, 99 so i mean that's a quarter of a century ago right so well yeah 25th anniversary but i was a lot younger than my body could recover a little bit quicker but it was fun Lewis mctavish was one of the names of the team and he went on to coach the team later on as well and, and obviously do some some great things in coaching and box all what do, what do you remember from les's uh, game as a player back then and any other players that stood out from from that that team yeah well Les, he was you know, his first year he was at Prairie Baseball Academy and Coach Kubasek, uh got him a scholarship to go to Washington State. And, um, you know, I believe that was his, after his freshman year at Washington State, he um, he came and pitched for the Lethbridge Bulls that summer. And, uh, you know, he brought a, and of course, like he, he threw in the bullpen for uh, Washington State, but he was one of our starters. And, uh, you know, some other great arms. We had Matt O'Brien, another kid from, 
uh, Washington State. He ended up playing double AA, A, triple A. Um, you know, uh, Zach Murray uh, from Edmonton um, ended up passing away this year. Um, but yeah, another great R, Brett Condro, another Alberta kid. So we had a really good Division One po- co- uh, sorry, pitching staff. And, you know, Les, it was, uh, you know, what I liked about Les is he, he really competed. He, he beat up the strike zone and, and um, just an easy guy to coach, too. What's it like seeing that, that relationship grow? Like in that particular 25 years ago, you're the coach, he's your pitcher, and there's a lot of miles under that bridge since then. And, and you know, Les, I believe, is going to be here tonight and yeah. uh, celebrating with you. He was award, or, uh, honored last year. Um, you know, what's it like to kind of just see that relationship grow from, from not just a player for you, but, uh, you know, a baseball person in your life? Yeah, more than that. Like me and Les have been become very good friends i probably talk to him more than any other baseball person like we talk uh you know just about every morning when he's heading out to box all he'll he'll give me a phone call and you know we'll start the bull the bs section and and we you know we'll talk about whatever we're talking about our players his players or players somewhere else or um you know he works for the phillies a little bit and i work for the twins a little bit so we share the professional stuff so we become really good friends and uh, like yeah, we talk probably five times a week. So, speaking of Les McTavish, he was the star of that Bulls starting rotation while he was also trying to be a coach with the Lethbridge Elks program. He moved on to become the head coach at Vauxhall Academy and also joined Ian for a conversation about yesteryear. Les, take us back to 1999. You are on the pitching staff of not the Lethbridge Bulls, the LA Bulls. Oh shoot! It's uh, it takes me back a long ways, right? So. You know, it was neat to, you know, at the time you don't realize that you're on the inaugural team. And I had played in a league before. I played with the OEM Pronghorns prior to that. Um, it was neat to, at the time, actually, I was coaching the Leopard Elks. So I was still playing at Washington State, coaching the Leopard Elks as a pitching coach. And I would throw Wednesday nights for the Bulls, usually at home. So uh, it was great. Todd Hupka, who's one of my best friends, was the head coach. And um, there's a lot of neat memories, you know, my wife and I were dating at the time, uh, you know, she'd come watch games. It was just, it was a neat experience when you look back on it, you know, it's 25 years ago, right? And it, uh, I was probably in a little better shape and a hell of a lot less gray hair, but, uh, yeah, it, it's great memories. And it's one of those things that you hope the kids that get to play this year have those same memories 25 years from now. You're being a little modest because you threw a no hitter that that season, maybe or maybe you've forgotten. I don't know, but uh, but do you, do you recall that and uh, what that experience was like? Yeah, actually, I do. I um, you know it was probably my only no hitter. It was my only no hitter at that type of level. Uh, so it was neat to have that experience and you know to be able to throw a no hitter at home. Um, unfortunately, I think it was a Wednesday night or something, so there wasn't a big crowd or anything, but. I made sure this past summer when when uh, Javier threw the no-hitter for the Bulls and my two boys, Shea, was on the Bulls, um, so I made sure I reminded them that, hey, that's the second no-hitter for the Leopards Bulls. So I guess it's the first, but it was uh, it was a great memory. I, I still remember, I believe it was a ground ball to our shortstop, Curtis Pascal that turned a double play. I wish it was a perfect game, but I didn't throw enough strikes to throw a perfect game, so... Uh, it's it's a cool honor and um, something I'll always remember. Uh, 
pretty cool season. You guys were were very good that year. You guys went to the final. Coach Hubka pitches in the in the final. Uh, any any just memories from the the team itself and your teammates? Yeah, we. I'll tell you what we had. Uh, we had a really good pitching staff that year. You know, we had five Division One starters. Um, one of my best friends, uh, who was in my wedding party, he came out from Washington State. We had a boy from University of Iowa. We had another guy from Nichols State. We had a player that was pitching, I believe, at the University of South Carolina, who were all friends of mine. So it was neat to to have friends that you grew up with that you're playing in the in the SMBL, I guess, at the time. Um, but it was certainly an honor to be part of that group and. A lot of fun, you know, lots of neat memories and lots of laughs and jokes after hours. And um, those are things that you hope your kids and, and the kids that are in the room tonight from PBA get to experience in their careers. Walk me through the evolution of since that team, we've seen the, gro- the growth of PBA. Uh, you went on to coach the, the Bulls for a while as well. Uh, you obviously are, uh, went on with Vauxhall Academy to create something very special there. Uh, and the Lethbridge Bulls transformed the the league from uh, a Saskatchewan Major Baseball League to what we see now in the Western Canadian Baseball League. So maybe just discuss some of the legacy pieces. Yeah, like, there is some really cool pieces. And hats off to Doug Jones and Kevin Kalami for being a big part of those things. And Todd Hupka. Um, you know, the evolution is, is uh, you know, it, when you start going back memory lane, it you start to look back on things and you realize how far things in Alberta and the league and Saskatchewan have came because back then you could be any age to play. Um, now it's a top tier Canadian college, U S college player league. And, um, you know, when I look back on it and, and I got to coach in the league, uh, I wasn't a very good coach then. Um, so it, you know, I was the manager of the Bulls for three years. We had some really good teams. I was young, kind of immature, maybe, kind of acted on a lot of emotion I try to take pride that I don't do that anymore but um yeah it's 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 so exciting to to see where it's all went and you know it, not only is it a big thing for the Leopards Bulls that turned I think we're a leader in turning the SMBL into the WCBL but the PBA the Prairie Baseball Academy was the leader in that you know they were the first academy in the country you know we might have been behind it as a high school academy but they kind of led the charge, and, and there's a lot of people in the room tonight that, you know, certainly you, you should take your hat off for. Uh, you touched on your coaching experience with the Bulls. Was there experiences from that time that, that helped you uh, in terms of your Vauxhall days or just later on uh, in baseball? Yeah, I, I think I acted on emotion, and I, I tried to act like how you acted 25 years ago. You can't act like that anymore, you know. And, you know, I acted on emotion. I was making guys run, like just things that I wish I wouldn't have did, but I think it also helped me build me into the coach I am today. Right. And at, at the end of the day, I, I hope the players that played for me long ago realized that they built a relationship with me. I cared about them because um, I cared about the players. Right. And that's what you want as a coach. You, you know, you certainly don't want kids acting in fear or trying to do some of those things. And, and in my world, my biggest goal was to try to, you know, build a relationship with kids and help them get to the next level. And, you know, that time when I coached the Bulls from 03 to 05 or 06, you know, it helped build me into the coach I am today too, right? It 
you know, it helped me make some mistakes. It helped me build and some of those things. So I don't want to keep you too much longer. I can hear things starting up in the background there, but shifting gears a bit to some of your current, uh, uh Vauxhall alumni, uh, some that people are getting to know very well in the Blue Jays system, Adam Macko and Damiano Palmagiani. Uh, can you maybe just give us, a, a, a some perspective on, uh, the contact you've had with them of, of late and, and just what you hope to see from this, from them this coming year? Yeah, they, uh, Adam and, and Demiano both played for Vauxhall for three years. So I'm super tight with them. They're a big part of our program. Uh, I do keep in good contact with them. They're exceptionally talented baseball players, but they're, they're top shelf people. And both kids have a great future. I'd be very, very surprised if they don't get an opportunity to play in the big leagues, whether it's with, hopefully with the Blue Jays um, or with another organization. They're, they're gifted, they're talented, they're extremely driven. And, you know, we're just proud that they were a, a big part of our program. And hopefully we had a small piece in the puzzle that helped them make them into the type of people they are today. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. You know, we had 40, we have 42 or 44 players opening college baseball this weekend through the next two weeks. And it's fun to follow everybody. Your phone's blowing up and somebody has a good game or a bad game. And um, it's just neat to, to follow the success or the trials that some of the kids go through. So um, it's a great time. You know, the next month and a half is a great time. And um, I'm really hoping that both boys get an opportunity with the Jays. And, you know, I don't think they'll be in the big leagues right off the shop, but Moving forward, I think they both have the ability to play in the big leagues, certainly. Les, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to let you get to it, and great seeing you. My pleasure. One of the players on the team that year was Prairie Baseball Academy's Denny Pushkar. Originally from Regina, he already knew what the league was all about, but admits even he didn't know what to expect from that original Bulls team. I chatted with him all about it earlier this week. Denny, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm uh, I'm happy to be back again, Joe. Thanks for asking. Hard to believe it's been a five years since you and I last chatted, but even beyond that, 25 years since the Lethbridge Bulls made their debut in the then Saskatchewan Major Baseball League. Take us back to 1999 and your first thoughts on joining this brand new entity. Yeah, I I mean I can't believe it's been 25 years. A, a good friend of mine, Miles Fletcher, and I have have chatted quite a bit since you reached out and. It's, it's hard to believe it's been 25 years. You know, at the time, I was familiar with it. I was a Regina guy, so I knew all about the SMBL, of course. And, you know, the idea of, of Lethbridge getting a team made perfect sense. You know, after the Black Diamonds left town, it was a logical fit, of course. And, yeah, it was exciting for, for several of us that, you know, that were around the area to to have that kind of ball come to town. Hmm. You mentioned the Black Diamonds, and I wanted to get into that a little bit. Was there any pressure that the team was feeling, given that now you're the big dogs in town, right? Like this Pioneer-affiliated league team goes away, and now you are the the big game, especially at, at, at then Henderson, but now Spitz Stadium. Yeah, you know, I don't think there was a whole lot of pressure like that. Um, we talked about it. I remember having a couple conversations about it, certainly. Um you know, we weren't sure if the if the buy-in for our team would be similar to what the Black Diamonds were, of course. Um, and I think the fans were pretty receptive, even even right off the get-go. 
Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the um, bringing some of the guys together. I mean, like you said, you're a Regina guy, so you knew about the league. So was there a pretty good buy-in from the get-go as far as the level of ball, the expectations around sort of the what the, the level of ball was going to bring to Lethbridge and that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that first year we actually had, we had a heck of a club, right? We had, you know, and I guess, you know, Kevin and, you know, some of the, the staff there did a good, good job getting guys together. We had four Division One pitchers, right? And mm-hmm. and the makeup of our group was was really quite different than what the the league was at the time, right? Because if you'll remember, I don't know if you're familiar, but you know there was certainly no age limit. Um, we played teams. Swift Current, for example, had a had a fellow named Kelly Haraska was his name, and been in the league forever. And he was a teacher, lived in California came back to Swift every year to play ball. And and that was a p- big part of the league then, too. It wasn't collegiate the way it is now, mm-hmm. or the way it's been for several years, I guess, right? And so we had a we had a real young group. I was I was the grandpa at 23. <laughs> and it was uh it was very different, but they did a good job getting guys together and you know, a lot of them a lot of us were PBA based, of course, but um yeah, we had we had a really good pitching staff. And yeah, it was fun. It was a heck of a year. Talk a little bit about being able to have, I'll call it that local contingent as well. You mentioned the PBA thing and they had only been around for a few years. So being able to, to bring you all together again for the summer season as well. And there had to have been sort of that uh, automatic dynamic of, of being a team already there. Absolutely. Absolutely. We had, you know, the vast majority of us knew each other pretty well. You know, so yeah, that does give you a little bit of an advantage right off the hop, right? Like we had we had that relationship, and you know, even a couple of the guys coming in, you know, there were other connections there as well. Like I know Les had played with with a couple on Team Alberta, Les McTavish, and mm-hmm. so you know, there was some real quick, you know, there was some real quick bonding stuff there. It was a it was a real fun team, a real team that got together real quick, and yeah, and we did well. I mean, we made the final that first year. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a heck of a year. What was it about that team that really set you apart? You mentioned the fact that you go to the league final, and we'll get into that in a second. But just the fact that you guys, I think, finished sixteen and eight on the year, like you were a competitive team right off the bat. Versus, uh, you see it a lot now as teams come in in the first two or three or four years can be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, for sure. I, you know what I think a big part was you know that that we were also familiar with each other. Of course, right? We had, you know, we'd all coming off playing college baseball, so we had a lot of, you know, we were in in game shape, so to speak, right from day one, right? And you know, Coach Hub, Todd, and and Scott Rhodes, our assistant there, they did a heck of a job with us, and you know, even just creating, you know, a different environment for us, right? It was, you know, coming off of a PBA season, it was, you know, that's you know, a little more intense and, you know, ever like more down to business, so to speak. And, and Hub and Rosie made it real, you know, it was just, it was fun. And it was, you know, guys played loose and it was just a different vibe altogether. And I think, you know, you know, hats off to those, to those guys for, you know, creating that environment for us. I think it really set the tone. Did you know pretty early on that you had a team that was capable of going all the way to the championship, or did you feel like it was just, hey, let's let's take a game at a time and see what happens? Yeah, to be honest, I didn't really know. Like, 
because you you know you play some of these teams and everybody had a couple of dudes of mm-hmm. course right that's probably no different with with any league I guess but you know I liked what we had particularly our staff like I mentioned like those those you throw Les McTavish on the mound and you can win any day right mm-hmm. and Chad Blackwell was a was another one of our guys and he was just excellent so you know, we, we knew we liked that kind of stuff. Johnny Bork, you know, was our starting catcher behind the plate, and he was just unbelievable too. So, yeah, I, I really liked our stuff, but we were young. And so you just don't really know what you're going to get into or, or how things will progress. But, but it, yeah, it came together. I thought we had a real good year. When you look back on it, any favorite memories or moments with that squad? <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of which I probably shouldn't talk about on the show. Um, you know, even just some of the trips, right? Some mm-hmm. of the traveling, going to going to Melville was was so much fun. Um, you know, we're you know staying in the hotel downtown, and you know, there's a couple of local yokels fighting in the streets downtown, and we're all laughing and having a good time watching, and you know, stuff like that. You know, being with the fellas. That part, you know, really sticks out. Yeah, and then going to the final, of course, too. That was that was exciting. Like, you know, we I don't know if we did expect it to be honest, and and we uh, we got there, and it was it was great. One of the things I took away reading through sort of the game reports out of the Lethbridge Herald in the days after during the that final is. Um, it was a very back and forth, but B, it seemed as though Todd was willing to pull out all the punches. In fact, I think he even pitched in the finale. Uh, talk a little about that uh, ideal that that team had around. Like we're if we're here now, we might as well just uh, put her pedal to the metal kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, right? And you know, we were at the time. You know, Les wasn't traveling with a McTavish. Didn't travel with us, and you know, so we had to we had to utilize our guys when, when we could and Todd did a good job with that, of course. Um, yeah, it was, you know, Todd did a, did a fabulous job with that group actually and using, using guys where they needed to be used. And yeah, it was, you know, hats off to him and to Scotty for, for doing, for, you know, setting up that. Mm-hmm. Benefit of 2020 hindsight here, but what's it mean to you to have been a part of that legacy of being that on that first team and opening the door to Alberta for the league, which later became obviously the WMBL and now what exists as the WCBL? Yeah, it's cool. I, you know, I haven't thought a whole lot about it. You know, my kids are always interested now and they've you know, seen some, you know, newspaper articles, of course. And yeah, yeah as we enter our 25th year, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's that's pretty special to be a part of that first group. So yeah, I still keep in touch with a lot of the guys. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. I, I'm happy to be a part of it. The league has obviously changed a little bit over the years as well. You mentioned the, the no age limit as a prime example of that, but being a part of the Lethbridge baseball scene and obviously getting to see things through the, the not just the PBA lens, but also the Bulls lens now, what do you notice most being able to look back at the time when you were a player versus what you're seeing on the field now? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think like most sports, like even just watching the product now, like every everything is just improved, right? Like I, you know, I do think we were all we were good then. Um, the league was good then, but like like everything, everything's just gotten better, right? Ninety miles an hour back then was a big deal. 
um, you know, now it's pretty common, for example, right? So it's just it's just more of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, from a league perspective, the, the organization of it, um, you know, the advertising of it, all that is just uh, top-notch, right? Mm-hmm. All-Star Game is super cool every year, so they've done a good job with that, too, promoting the league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, making it a, a collegiate summer league like it has now is, you know, I think is the right the right move. Um, yeah, it's. I think they've done a nice job kind of developing that league. Mm-hmm. Of course, you mentioned it as well. You've been able to give back through your involvement with Minor Ball and Lethbridge as a coach, a parent as well of three boys who've all taken a liking to the sport as well. What's it meant to you in that way to have been able to to have a hand in in keeping the baseball scene in Lethbridge thriving as as you have? Yeah, it's it's really great actually, and you know I've had I've had a couple of players now, several players now that I've coached, you know, at younger ages, of course, in little league and whatnot who, you know, have made their way through the system and have, you know, been lucky enough to play with the Bulls, too. And it's really great. It's kind of a special feeling to be able to watch some of those guys, you know, get to that level. And, you know, you can't help but reminisce a little bit when, they, you know, you see the kids that I know who are, you know, doing some of those things, too. So it's awesome. I, uh, I, really, I really enjoy watching that. And I, I really enjoyed, you know, being a part of the, you know, the grassroots part in Lethbridge and, you know, the Bulls have been a big part of, you know, establishing, you know, higher level ball in Lethbridge and kind of, you know, you know, helping out coaches and, you know, some of those things. So it's, yeah, it's been good. It's been, it's been really fun for me to watch some of that stuff. Fantastic stuff. The final question I'm going to ask you on this, and it's about this coming year. It's going to be a lot of uh, waxing nostalgic and that kind of thing. Just talking about the 25th anniversary of the Lethbridge Bulls. As you look back on the last 25 years of Lethbridge Bulls baseball, what stands out most for you? Oh, the 25 years of Lethbridge Bulls baseball. Um, you know, the TCMM Memorial Games, those are always special with, it, with Bulls and Vauxhall, of course. You know, watching Friends, Watching the kids come up and play, like I just mentioned, that's really special for me. Having buddies, you know, coach the program over the year, that's really cool to see too. So, you know, even just even just that it's made 25 years, you know, that that's a pretty special accomplishment, right? You could, you know, you could argue that the Bulls really helped change the face of the league mm-hmm. and that it's become a college collegiate summer league. So, you know, that part too is pretty special and that the Bulls played a real big hand in that. So, yeah, I take a lot of pride in that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, as you should. Well, Danny, really appreciate you taking a trip down memory lane with me. Thanks so much for joining us again here on the show. Yeah, you're very welcome, Joel. Anytime, I'm uh, I'm glad to talk. And finally, Kevin Cavami has worn many hats for the Bulls program over the years. Now the president and general manager of the squad, as well as the president of the WCBL, he says things have come a long way since those humble beginnings. Ian sat down with Kevin to talk about the old days and also about what's to come. Kevin, uh, joined by you here at the Prairie Baseball Academy banquet, which is is fitting because the PBA uh, made up the bulk of the roster for the, the 1999 Lethbridge Bulls, which was uh, the first year of that uh, of the team. Walk me through how your <laughs> your 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 memory, how you look back at your memories of that team. Well, if you start if you start about how the Bulls came to light, it started with the uh, 
departure of the Lethbridge Black Diamonds, who were the rookie league team in the Pioneer League back then. And in November of uh, 1998, they uh, backed a trailer into the back of uh, then Henderson Stadium and loaded it up in the dark of the night and took off to what they thought was greener pastures in Montana and uh, left the city with a big hole to fill at Spitz, uh, what is now Spitz Stadium. And uh, um, the general manager of Wreck and Culture gave uh, Doug Jones a call, who he knew through uh, political circles and, and uh, baseball circles, and uh, said, "What what's out there? What could we replace this with? And Doug, being the uh, visionary that he uh, has been, uh, thought that, you know, the best opportunity was the Saskatchewan Major Baseball League. And uh, it was a circuit of four or five teams. Uh, the Oyen Pronghorns dibble-dabbled in it uh, a few times. And and even the PBA, uh, Alberta, Team Alberta, dabbled in it as the Coldale Gophers in previous iterations of the league. And uh, ultimately... The, decided to ask for an expansion team in the Saskatchewan Major Baseball League. So Doug and I were friends, and he was in town. His son was playing for the uh, uh, Lethbridge Pronghorns hockey team as a goalie, and he was in watching him, and he says, tomorrow's the annual meeting of the SMBL. I think we should go to Assiniboia and, uh, and ask for the expansion team. You want to come along? I said, sure. i got nothing going tomorrow. It was a Saturday. Um so 11 o'clock at night, we hopped in his vehicle and off towards Saskatchewan we went. Got to Gull Lake, turned south, went about 40 miles down the road toward uh, um, the highway that goes across to Assiniboia. And he says, get on the cell phone, because, of course, Google and that didn't exist back then. And uh, said, uh, call the Waverly Inn at Assiniboia and book us a room when we get there about uh, 3 in the morning. And uh, so I got on the old uh, cell phone uh, and called directory assistance uh, and asked directory assistance for the phone number of the Waverly Inn. And uh, they said, no, there's no Waverly Inn in Assiniboia. And I told them that. And he said, well, it has to be. That's where the meeting is. I said, and I went back on, told her that. She said, I'm sorry, sir, but the only Waverly Inn is in Melville, Saskatchewan. And I told Doug that. And he says, Damn, that's where the meeting is, Melville, Saskatchewan. So we did a 180 on the highway, went back the 40 miles to Gull Lake, and then carried on east to Mel. Or actually, we stayed in Regina and then went to Melville first. Got about four or five hours sleep in uh, Regina, and then went on to to Melville the next day. And in front of five or six people, the Bulls became a reality. So you compare those days of the SMBL to the modern. Western Canadian Baseball League, and I have been uh, I've been uh, privileged to be a front row of all the changes and all the the growth and uh, unbelievable expansion of the league uh, since those days. What was your initial role with with the team? I was just an advisor for the first three years. Uh, Doug, Doug, we hired uh, we hired different people for the first three years. Attendance was weak at best. Uh, Bleeding red ink for the team. Uh, the stadium was was uh, certainly not to the standard it is now, and uh, we had a lot of work to do to to, to make it uh, 
to make it grow. And at the same point in time, you know, um, we found that the Saskatchewan Major Baseball League wasn't a big drawing card in Lethbridge. And we needed a rebrand and uh, basically told the league after the third season in 2001 that you either need to change the name of this league or we can't be in it because it doesn't, there's no uh, connectivity between Saskatchewan League and uh, Lethbridge, Alberta. So that's when the name changed to the Western Major Baseball League, which stayed stuck for a while until, you know, the branding and adding the word Canadian was, uh, was uh, ingenious. It's funny that American actually was the one that suggested that, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, I want to get to the, the the WMBL days and WCBL days in a bit, but maybe you can uh, walk me through just the, the initial name for the team was, it was the Bulls, so I want to know where the Bulls part came from, but also the LA Bulls, which uh, as we discussed off air was, was a reference to Lethbridge, Alberta, but why go with LA as opposed to the Lethbridge Bulls right off the hop? If I remember right, and the, the and remember, the f- memory could be fuzzy on this one a little bit because uh, uh, I'd kind of, you know, we talk about it a little bit. I know the program, the first program that had LA Bulls right on with an old logo and that, but I think that the idea was to give it something unique um, to try to stand out and to draw attention to yourselves that, hey, what's that all about? And, you know, spin off of the LA Dodgers, of course. Uh, paid uh, uh, reverence to the fact that the Dodgers had a farm club in Lethbridge. So I think between those two things, uh, it was a fit there as a start, but ultimately it was probably more confusing than it was worth, which is why I think after two years of that, we we decided that we're from Lethbridge and we're going to promote the, the Lethbridge brand with the Bulls. Talk to me about the off-field. We'll get to the on-field, but the off-field experience of the Bulls that first year. You're coming into the stadium, like you said, the <clears throat> Pioneer League team has just kind of left. Who knows what they left behind or didn't leave behind. Uh, you got to figure out selling tickets and uh, getting fans there and doing concessions, all that, that fun stuff. What was that crash course in that like? Well, like I said, I was only in an advisory role, so I had multiple other things going on. So I wasn't directly involved in it. Doug was busy with, with hiring different people to try to, to try to grow the, the thing. Uh, we, we brought the baseball foundation into Spitz stadium at the same time. And I do recall coming into the office building that now serves as a baseball hub here in Lethbridge and, uh, two little offices and, uh, a, uh, sorry, uh, an office, a uh, front office, a closet, a bathroom, and uh, and a uh, basically a lunchroom, and that was the front office of the of, of baseball. And uh, you know, it's changed over the years. The building's been repurposed. We've changed rooms around. We blow out holes in walls and stuff to give us more office space, more hallways, more access to the clubhouse. Um, so a lot has changed over the years and a very small part-time staff that, that first couple, three years, because you just didn't have the budget to, to do it. I mean, the budget for the Bulls the first year was probably in the $60,000. I mean, it's come up like 12 fold in the last number of years. So, um, yeah, you just were, had a limited budget and 
you just kind of did it. The, there was no concessions really at the stadium at that point. They were, it was antiquated at best and the little shack they operated concessions out of. And I mean, it's, it's amazing that uh, to think back to those days, uh, I, I would love to find the pictures back in those days to, to do a then and now, because it, you know, we're in the lap of luxury now. Uh, talk about on field from what you remember that team, uh, coach Hubka was the first uh, coach of the team. End up, you end up, team ends up going to the final coach up got pitches in the final which is a, a another humorous anecdote from those days Les McTavish obviously has gone on to do a few things in baseball in this area he was a pitcher on the team uh what, what do you recall from the the on-field product that that first season well I think I, I don't think the Bulls have ever gone far from their roots and Prairie Baseball Academy has been a huge partner you know in the city and and win baseball since the inception. I mean, I don't think the Bulls would exist if it wasn't for Prairie Baseball Academy. Uh, it was an idea to keep some of those players around and give those college athletes a competitive experience in the summer season as in summer college teams in the United States. And, you know, all, that first roster was filled with PBA players, you know, and, and you supplement it with, you know, I remember... Uh, uh, I think it was Chad Blackwell that went on and uh, had a successful career in, in baseball and was one of our studs on the mound that year, as well as Les, you know, who, you know, became a fixture around Spitz Stadium and many other stadiums over the years and pitched for the Bulls through a no-hitter that year. Remember that? That came up this past year because we had a pitcher throw a no-hitter this past year. That was the first no-hitter in uh, that the Bulls have thrown since Les's one in 1999. So, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, that first team was, uh, the roster size also comes to mind. I mean, you're talking about 15 or 16 max on the roster. I, I know Miles Fletcher was on that team, and he's actively involved in Lethbridge baseball now. And we joke about those days, you, you know, you're counting heads to make sure you got enough bodies to get in the van to go to your game um, because so-and-so is working and this and that and the other things going on. And, and sometimes you only have with 10 or 11 going on the road to wherever. And uh, like so much difference in everything from those days to the current uh, WCBL Lethbridge Bulls. One of the things you've touched on this was that you were joining the, the Saskatchewan Major Baseball League at the time. And uh, uh, you've got this Alberta team coming in there. And it really, with hindsight now, uh, it transformed the league. Uh, both in terms of the name changes that followed, but also just the landscape of the entire league. Can you just touch on that legacy of, of the Bulls joining the league and, and some of what's happened since? Yeah, we're very proud of that legacy here in, in Lethbridge. And, you know, I don't know what would have happened, where things would have gone if we had gone a different direction or if we hadn't got a, a Saskatchewan major team that year. I mean, it didn't take long to see that we weren't going to survive without our rivals like Medicine Hat or, or uh, you know, Red Deer or those type of communities involved in the league. And uh, Doug was very involved in that. I was very involved, very passionate about but this isn't going to work with just Saskatchewan teams. And that's no slight on the Saskatchewan teams at all because they are wonderful. Um, there are passionate baseball people there and they do a, great service to their communities in every community that has a 
that has a team, but it's just your fan connection. They need that rival to connect. And, and, you know, we've developed a little bit of rivalry with Swift Current over the years, or maybe Regina when we meet them in the final or those type of things, but it's not the same as, as Medicine Hatter and now in current days, Okotoks. And uh, that just makes it that much more special that we, we now have a, very large contingent of Alberta teams in the in the league to compete with. Looking back on 25 years of the Lethbridge Bulls, what uh, maybe what are you most proud of, or what stands out to you most about about the franchise? Well, you know, I I often think that you know we um, the the changes over the 25 years are tremendous. However, I don't think we've ever reached our peak. Um, that could be partially my fault because I get pulled in many different directions, as you know. Um, and sometimes the Bulls don't take the, the top priority um, because of other things that are going on, uh, including league-related. But I think you had to do those things to make everything successful. So I think we are where we're at because of, of um, you know, all the effort from the Lethbridge contingent of people over the years. And, you know, I think that Probably if you ask about the most proudest thing we have is we have a, a stadium that we're very, very proud of. And uh, it continues to be uh, uh, one of the, the premier fields in the league. And uh, we definitely feel we have home field advantage when we play there, especially if on big nights at the stadium when the crowd's there and behind us. And uh, we just feel like we're part of the more and more part of the community and, and want to showcase the team to more and more fans uh, in the years to come. On a personal level, you go from being a team advisor to the, the LA Bulls to president of the Western Canadian Baseball League, president of the Lethbridge Bulls, uh, president of Little League uh, Southern Alberta, president of the CCBC. Uh, you know, what about that personal uh, evolution that you've seen over those years as well? Well, it, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's just about rolling up your sleeves and, and uh, trying to do the best for the sport itself. And, you know, I've been blessed to, to be able to be, have a front row seat to all of those things that you mentioned and, you know, contribute in some ways to all of it all and, you know, try to show as much leadership and, and compassion to, to all the programs, no matter whether you're, they're in your backyard or whether they're in a different province and treat everybody with, uh, you know, as much respect and loyalty as possible and, and things just keep happening. So, uh, we just continue to grow with the sport as uh, the sport allows you to grow. Kevin, a pleasure as always. I hope you enjoy tonight and thank you for your time. Thanks. Thanks again to Todd Hubka, Les McTavish, Denny Pushkar, and Kevin Kavami for joining us this week. And congratulations again to the Lethbridge Bulls on the coming 25th anniversary of the squad. We look forward to a full summer of celebration at Spitz Stadium during the WCBL season. We'd also like to tip our caps to our platinum supporters, the Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy, for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. Their support allows us to cover costs like web hosting fees and online newspaper subscriptions. For more, you can head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.